Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Good morning. Today's message is taken from the first chapter of the Gospel of John, reading a story that begins in in verse 43, ending in verse 51. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered, Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. There. There are some words, you know, translation is tricky anyway, right? But there are some words, I think, uh, sound better in translation from English into Greek. And some, I think, sound better from Greek into English. Let, let me give you a few examples of what I'm talking about. So, so in, in English, we would say, I found it. Greek, you would say, Eureka. Well, that just sounds better to me, right? I mean, it sounds like you're excited about something you just found. Eureka, I think, is a better word. Here's another word I like better in in the Greek. So, uh, we would say in the English, uh, a formal uh, curse or or a a formal ban or a formal curse. Well, in Greek, they would say anathema. That just sounds nasty, doesn't it? Anathema. That sounds like a curse to me. I like that word better. But here is an example of a word or phrase I like better in the English. In the English, we would say good news. I I, I like good news. I mean, who doesn't like good news? And the Greeks would say euangelion evangelism. See what I mean? 
we love us some good news, but we get a little squeamish about evangelicals and evangelism and evangelists. Well, I'm hoping our story today can help us maybe reclaim a a good word. Our story starts with Jesus making up his mind about heading into Galilee. He decided, well, that might sound rather obvious, but it's not always written that way. It's not always written in a way that Jesus decides. Remember, he was driven to go in Mark chapter 1. Matthew 4, he was led. Matthew 16, he had to go. But here in our story today, Jesus decides. And on the way, he finds Philip and simply says to him, follow me. Philip does follow Jesus. Then Philip sees Nathanael and tells Nathanael the good news. Let's just... Let's just keep saying good news right now. I'll, I'll introduce evangelism a little later. But he tells him good, good news. We found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathaniel looks at him funny and says, Nazareth? Can any good Come out of Nazareth? Well, let's be fair. Nazareth is not exactly the most prominent city in the ancient world. Nazareth would raise an eyebrow. It was estimated that the population of Nazareth at the time would be between 200 and 400 people. So, so let, me, let me just give you a parallel to, to, to understand how prominent Nazareth might be. I I looked up some Georgia cities that have between 200 and 400 in population. Hiltonia, Chester, Atapulgus, Norwood, Georgia, Gum Branch, and Bowersville. Now, would you be a little bit skeptical If somebody told you that the Savior of the world is here and he's from Gumbranch, Georgia. All right, that aside, Philip tells him that this is the one whom Moses and the prophets had been writing about. Well, really? See, here's another hurdle for the thinking and non-gullible sort. Because, you see, Nazareth isn't mentioned anywhere in any of the Hebrew Scriptures. Nowhere. So, how can this guy be the fulfillment of anything Nathaniel must have wondered? And this, for me, is where the energy in the story lies. This is the most interesting turn. It is the part of the story where Philip responds to Nathaniel's skepticism. I mean, if Philip believes this is the Messiah, the fulfillment of the Jewish hope, if if he believes this is the one who's fulfilled all the Jewish prophecy, why not pound out his case? 
I mean, there, there's a part of me that would want to win this argument with persuasion, with my biblical proofs. I mean, look, number one, he is a descendant of David, right? Proof number one, we know that the Messiah will be from the line of David. Jesus is from the line of David, check. Proof number two, he was born in Bethlehem. Micah chapter 5, you can look it up. The Messiah will be born in Bethlehem, check. Hosea chapter 11, called out of Egypt. Jesus' dad, Joseph, was warned in a dream about Herod plotting to murder all the boys under the age of two. And you remember Joseph packed up his family and went to Egypt. See, called out of Egypt just like the prophecy says. Well, do you need me to go on? I can prove this to you if you'll just listen to me. Well, sadly, what I've just outlined is exactly what most of us think about when we think about evangelism. I have found the Messiah. Here, let me show you the passages. Let me prove to you that I'm right. Let me draw chalk lines to show you the narrow way. Let me call up some scary pictures of the fiery pit and convince you to avoid hell. And some well-intentioned apologists sound like the guy who promised you'd only have to listen to a 90-minute spiel about the merits of timeshare. Just sign right here. But instead, did you notice the response of Philip? First, Philip meets Nathaniel right where he is. He does not berate his skepticism. So, Nathaniel scoffs at the humble origins of a hometown like Nazareth. Nathaniel's slow to accept. He, he didn't jump on the news. He, he's skeptical. He's not so sure. But Philip doesn't dismiss him as a heretic. He, he doesn't dishonor his caution. He doesn't pull out a track with all the fulfillment text highlighted. Instead, Philip simply says, come and see. That's it. Come and see for yourself. And when Jesus encounters Nathanael, Jesus says, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit, no guile, as you know, Jesus will encounter many skeptics along the path of ministry, but there are really two different kinds of doubters. One is the skeptic who just crosses his arms and sharpens his defense and meets your point with his counterpoint. He is the cynic who holds every truth so closed in his fist that his fist is closed, his mind is closed, and the only thing that's open is his willingness to argue about why he's right. Jesus encounters more than a few of those. But Nathaniel is the other kind of questioner, the, the guileless one. He, he doesn't have a counterpoint sword in his hand. He just doesn't yet believe the good news. 
Choosing to follow the Christ, choosing to enlist your life into the leadership of a new Lord is not like choosing which socks to wear. Remember, Jesus says to Philip, follow me. And following Jesus means going wherever Jesus goes. This is a much more serious commitment than uh, believing in your head. This, this isn't an invitation to check the box, yes or no. It's not like filling out a form that asks, are you Jew, Christian, Hindu, Buddhist, other? Jesus is demanding that you drop your broom and follow now. Go where I go, value what I value, love the way I love, include the people I include. Follow me is an entirely new way to live. So if if Philip says, do you believe that Jesus is the Messiah? And Nathaniel answers, yeah, yeah, sure, and then goes back to cleaning the garage. He hasn't He hasn't taken seriously the claim of Jesus on his life. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponstelian Baptist Church.